What's up, H-Town? Welcome to the Believe in Astros podcast, your home for all things Astros, with your hosts, sports writer Jeff Balky and Astros broadcaster and former third baseman Jeff Blob. Now, here's Balky and Blubber. Happy New Year, H-Town and Astros fans everywhere. Welcome to episode 40 of the Believe in Astros podcast on the Believe Podcasting Network. I hear 40 is the new 20, Blummer. Um, oh, man. <laughs> this is a big year for me. I may have to say 50 is the new 20. Dude, I know. Believe me, I've already <laughs> been thinking about birthday episode options. Believe me. Oh, no. it's, I've already been. It's in the works. It's all yeah, happening. Get out the it's walker a, with the tennis balls and let's make it happen. I've, I've been thinking about contacting everyone you know and getting them to give you a birthday message. So, Oh, man. It's all working. Half centuries coming. Yeah. Good <laughs> yeah, luck. Good, right. I, that would be actually interesting to hear. I, that. I mean, I'm, there'd be I'm, a lot yeah. of old farts and, you know. <laughs> Uh, what are they, hey. what, they, my last year in Arizona, I played at the age of 39 and like three quarters, and my nickname was Viejo. So, that, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that was well, ahead look, of my you're, time. You're younger than me, so so count your blessings. Um, I'm, I'm Jeff Balky, my partner, Jeff Blum. Apparently, all his fingers and arms are still intact, so he didn't blow himself up on New Year's Eve. I tried, uh, but it didn't thing. work. Yeah, I saw a couple of Instagram posts. I noticed it <laughs> looked like you're looked like you were getting uh, lighting it up literally. I um, believe it. <laughs> you can find us on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and of course YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe to keep up with us. By the way, my apologies for us not being on YouTube last week. Uh, that was on me. Um, it was because I know, shocking. It was because I had bronchitis. <laughs> And I literally had to mute like a hundred times of me clearing my throat and coughing. And so I felt like that might not be the best look on YouTube. You quitter. I, I know. You quit us. I, know. I was I was hurt, not injured, right? You know, it's, it's the old thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, but be sure to like and subscribe to keep up with us. You can give us a follow at Believe in Astros on Twitter. You can find Blummer and myself pretty much everywhere. I'm at Jeff Balky, Blummer's at Blummer27. Send us your comments and questions. Love seeing all of those. We read them all. Anybody got any New Year's resolutions? Yeah, me either. Yeah. You got any? I don't know. I don't need New Year's resolutions. I don't need anything else depressing me about the things I'm not doing. Um, yeah, I Blummer, mean, you're setting yourself up for failure. I mean, we already we already talk about a game that's based on failure. Why do we need right. to compound the fact? Right. Look, if the best hitter in the <laughs> league doesn't even hit a third of the time that's up there, should I even be bothered to match a third of my New Year's resolutions? I think yeah. not. So, uh, how's your New Year going so far, Blummer? All all is well, I assume, in Blummerland. Yeah, it's it's going well. It's getting better. And, uh, I, I can, you know, it, I'm actually looking forward to this season, you know, it's it, once you, and it's my mentality has changed, has stayed the same since I was a player, you know, usually after that first of the first of the years, when you start picking up the baseball, you pick up the bat, you start throwing, you yeah. do baseball activities. And that's kind of where I'm at mentally right now is I'm, I'm throwing the ball, we're playing some catch and I'm looking forward to, you know, in a couple months, I mean, less than a couple months, yeah, you're going to see pitchers and catchers reporting. So yeah, I'm, 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 I'm excited, man. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming faster than anyone can imagine, mm-hmm. thanks to this really short off season. Gosh, um, yeah. Which of which is a blessing and a curse. Not not necessarily a, uh, a kind of a curse for the players. Although I don't know if you saw the video of Jose Altuve getting down in Damn. Venezuela. Did you catch that? Dude. He's in this video shaking his ass. His wife is is live streaming it, which is amazing. I'm like, dude can dude's got moves. 
Okay, so you're telling me that Jose Altuve is the sh- one of the shortest players in the league. He's got an MVP. He's got two World Series rings, Silver Sluggers, batting title, all-star appearances, all around like just good dude when I talk to him. And now the dude can dance too? I mean, this guy is is awesome. And that video, I was even more impressed with how he was was moving. That was incredible. It it was so cool. I loved watching stuff. I love seeing stuff like that. There's just something really cool about that. Um, Quick word for our sponsors. Uh, Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL and bowl season to eSports. Speaking of the NFL... Root, root, root for the Texans to lose because if they lose, <laughs> number one pick of the draft. Welcome to Houston. Uh, what's his name? Bryce. Bryce uh, Young. Bryce Young. I always want to call him Bryce Harper. That's what happens when you. Hey, if he plays like baseball. Bryce Harper in a football uniform, I'm in. Exactly. Him or CJ Stroud, I'll take it. Uh, mm-hmm. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. So, one quick thing here. Um, my buddies over at Clutch Fans, the uh, mm-hmm. uh, the wonderful Rocket site, uh, My f- Dave, hardest to use, my former business partner who I, I love, um, uh, they would have a saying, uh, a sarcastic saying. They would say when the Rockets would make a very minor trade move, and they would say splash. Like, <laughs> and, <laughs> and so, so I'm gonna say about the trade for Bly Madris, uh, splash. <laughs> yeah, the Astros make a move cash only, I guess, to Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Madrice has only had a cup of coffee in the majors, which, by the way, is like one of my favorite baseball sayings. Um, generally played in the outfield, right field most of the time, although they've experimented with him a little bit around the infield. Pretty decent defensive player, but hasn't done much offensively, been pretty inconsistent at the plate. Uh, what are your thoughts on this move? It brings the roster number down to 39. Um I'm guessing he's probably going to be. It, will he be a non-roster invitee? I guess he's on the roster. They put him on it, so yeah, they assume he's. Yeah. They assume he's going to. You know, yep. if nothing else, he'll be there in spring training. So, what what do you think about this move overall? What's the you know any thoughts? Do you know anything about Bly Madrid? I keep saying his name well, because I'm proud that I can pronounce it. Well, and I've already learned more by you pronouncing it, so now <laughs> I, I know how to pronounce his name. But uh, you know, it, and you to your point about the. Uh, uh, but sh- I should bigly- say, shout out to the Locked On Astros guys because they actually had the <laughs> they had the name pronunciation right, and so yeah, trust me, all of us that. Astro Twitter people and followers, yeah. we yeah, we need to lean on each other sometimes, exactly. even with pronunciations. One hundred percent. Yeah, but everybody on the forty man roster will be invited to big league camp. The non roster invitees are usually the ones that are not on that forty man roster. Just to clarify that real quick, right. so Madrid's being on there, he should be in big league camp. And like you said, we're all learning about him. And I think you know the first thing is is when you hear about these moves or you talk about that splash, that's a little bit of a ripple in the organization. You know, you got to remember the Astros have. Been, this is a dynasty. This is a, an organization that has finished number one, if not number one, number two, one t- you know, in 2020, one time out of six times going to the playoffs. Yeah. So their draft position is very low. 
uh, as far as the draft order is concerned. And I think yeah. that's why you're going to see it. Maybe you start to see a couple of these little bit of moves, and you're like, why would you go get a guy like this? Maybe it's because they can't go out there and draft that top 10 pick and say this guy's going to project and be in the big leagues two to three years. Maybe it's an opportunity where the scouting department – for the Astros has done a very good job in the past of going out, finding particular guys that they think are going to fit their mentality, fit their development, fit their organization, and they go pluck them from another roster and say, okay, this guy might be an afterthought in Detroit, amazingly enough. Let's go pay a couple of bucks for him, bring him down here, see if we can work him into our organization and make him worthwhile and give him an opportunity. And Bly Madrid fits maybe some of the mold. You know, I haven't checked all the walk to strikeout ratios. Maybe they have a they have an idea that they can develop an eye out of this guy and create an on base percentage that makes him uh, a little more valuable because the power numbers aren't really there as far as right. a corner outfielder is concerned. Or maybe it's just a defensive guy because yeah. you have a you have a big league roster right now that is dominated by high offensive players. Yeah. And if you can have a defensive replacement or if you can have a guy that can spell a guy during an injury, maybe that's where he fits in. And he does have some big league experience. Granted, it's in Detroit, Pittsburgh. <clears throat> right. But now you're in, a, you're in a, a big league organization. No offense to those others. Right. But the Astros are uh, elite compared to Pittsburgh right. and Detroit right now. And maybe getting him into that mix makes him a better ball player. Being around greatness, and I don't know if you've done this, but I've played golf and I suck. But if I play around guys that are good, I usually have a oh. little bit better round. So hopefully that's you know that rubs off on Bly. That that happens. <clears throat> that happens when I play basketball for sure. Like yeah. suddenly I find myself hitting shots I didn't think I could hit. You know, it's I, there's something about that raising level of game. And yeah, no offense to the AAA plus teams of Major League Baseball. Yeah, um, we, we like to call those quadruple A. <laughs> <laughs> nice, perfect. But I do wonder. So they brought this guy in, and obviously they have uh, Hensley, and they have Mauricio Dubon. <clears throat> so they've got a few of these utility-type players. We've talked about Yuli. I don't going to keep talking about Yuli. It's not cool because, frankly, Yuli's awesome. But at 39 yes. men on the roster, you got to think this is a foreboding, you know, uh, mm. to, to consider – what it's like when you've got Yuli being the 40th, <clears throat> assuming he gets signed. It's not good. I don't even like talking about it, to be honest with you, but I think it's something we have to, you know, we have to broach the subject. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it does start to limit it. And, you know, you start to think about roster construction after the first of the year. You know, we talked about yeah. getting ready for right. spring training being only a month and a half away. And, I think, you know, financially, maybe the idea is David Hensley. Maybe the idea is Mauricio right. Dubon because Hensley is homegrown, drafted, developed, put in yeah. the big leagues, uh, put together, you know, was eventually a DH in a World Series game. So they think highly enough of him. And yeah. he has the ability. And I think a big key for utility guys this day and age, yes, it's great to be athletic, but if you can prove that you can play a comparable or a competent shortstop, you're going to have an ability to be a utility guy. Hensley has yeah. that. Even he at 6'6", six, six, the dude is massive. And he then you have good. Mauricio Dubon, who comes over in a trade. I think that that carries a little bit of weight because they, they you know, they're trading away current talent to get you in this organization, yeah. Mauricio Dubon. And he has value because he can play a competent short shortstop at times, and he can play a competent center field. Yeah, he can play so center it, field, which is a biggie. Really. That's a big deal. Yeah, I think that's a big deal, and I think you're right. And the price um, tag. 
I mean, what, one and a <laughs> Look, half million yeah, dollars for two guys? You can't, I mean, honestly, you can't really, you can't discount that because, look, financial flexibility is really important to even teams that are in top 10 in payroll, like the Astros. There's only, you know, one Mets, one Yankees, <laughs> one Dodgers, you know, that are that are just going to spend and spend and spend like, you know, money grows on trees. For them, it probably does. Mm-hmm. Um, the Astros are not one of those teams. It's not like they're broke, but <clears throat> they can't just go out there and spend willy-nilly. They've got to be smart mm-hmm. about how they do it. And um, and frankly, as they should, whenever I see people complaining about, oh, Jim Crane's not going to spend the money, I'm like, you don't really want oh, him spending all that money. You don't want him doing that. That's not a smart move by an organization. Yeah. You know, Steve Cohen can throw his billions around if he wants to. But in the long run, that's not smart. That's not a great way to, you know, to uh, to field a roster. And it just doesn't, it's, doesn't make any sense, you know. And frankly, there's mm-hmm. only one of that guy anyway. Yeah. And it, it, yeah, it, it's frightening how much <clears throat> money he's able to throw around. It's still, you know, undetermined what he's going right. to do with Carlos Correa. But at the same time, I think an yeah. educated spender is going to be a little bit better and, and Considering yeah. what the Astros have done and considering what Jim Crane's done, no matter if it's Jeff Luno, James Click, or whoever the next guy's going to be, they're going to be very educated on how they spend their money. And I love the fact, and you can't, you know, Jim, Jim is one of those owners that, you know, has has the flow as far as cash, but at the same time, he's just not going to, you know, explosively throw money around. You know, everybody's going to say, well, he did that for Justin Verlander. Well, look at what Justin Verlander yeah. did. Results. The dude got two Cy Youngs, man. So I would say that money's well spent, but he got to a point where he said, I think I have a limit on this guy, and he found it. And he didn't sign him for like 10 years. You know, that, he signed him a for a reasonable point, yeah. amount of time. Look, I don't think the Astros are afraid to give guys loads of money per year. I think mm-hmm. they're afraid to give them loads of money per year over long stretches of time. And that yep. is a perfectly reasonable, understandable, uh, and practical approach to to Mm -hmm. baseball to major league baseball there's no reason to go out and just go crazy and spend and give guys tons of years you can do it as we've seen some teams do but those teams are going to pay for it at some point you know literally and metaphorically well i I just love the fact and i know we talk about analytics a lot and i've kind of gotten Mm -hmm. absorbed into these war numbers but yeah on paper it's a way to evaluate a team and evaluate how that money's being spent so if you look at the dodgers if you look at the the mets the yankees Mm -hmm. and you look at war numbers and the cost you know the cost efficiency ratio or whatever you want to call this thing the astros have done a really good job they've got a high war and a reasonable uh, payroll right you know it makes sense that's exactly what you want that's exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, uh, arbitration is looming. I think the uh, the day that the Astros have to put out their arbitration numbers is coming up in like a, 10 days or something. Mm-hmm. And then arbitration starts beginning of February. Uh, there are a couple of pretty big names on their arbitration list. I mean, starting with Kyle Tucker, uh, Fromber Valdez, Woo! Christian Javier. I mean, we're talking about some Woo! very, very serious <laughs> names on the arbitration list. Now, in the Astros' favor, they can do arbitration and not worry too much about extending all these guys. They don't have to. Yeah, They're going to want to at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but the question is, are they going to try and extend any? I mean, I'm sure they're probably going to try. Yeah. But are they going to be able to extend any of these guys right now? Or is it all going to be sort of like, all right, well, here's your one year. 
I mean, I think Christian Javier still has like three years left yeah. of arbitration. I think Fromber's got two. After this, uh, Tucker will have two. So they still have him under team control, but I'm sure they're going to want to work out some kind of a deal, whether they can or not. You know, who knows? Yeah. No, and you know, I, I think the the you know the signing of Jordan Alvarez, what was it? You know, six seven years, one hundred nineteen, hundred and twenty million dollars. Yeah, that was a that was a very good deal for Jordan. That was a very good deal for the Houston Astros. But Wait. at the same time, everybody goes, well, just give Tucker the same deal. He's a he he's a different player. The man can steal some bases. He's a Gold Glove outfielder. There's yeah. a lot of things that Tucker brings to the table. Uh, I think in you know he's he's on the trajectory much like Jordan to be an MVP candidate, but not yes. just in the hitting sense, in the defense and the base right. stealing. And you know his dynamic is only going to get better with the bigger bases and the pitch clocks and the, you know the pickoff uh, rule and stuff like that. And the so shift. and the shift. He, good lord, yeah he. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He may he could turn into a 280-300, 30 and 100 RBI guy. So that would just change everything for him right. and really, you know, jack the price. So you've got to be careful, but I know that the Astros love him, want him. They they want to establish that. So I believe that's a long way of saying I do believe that they're talking. They're trying to figure something out yeah. in order to get him to stay in Houston a little bit longer. But, you know, these arbitration windows, you've got Javier, like you said, for three more years, Fromber and Tucker for two more. You you think start to think about the extensions on Bregman and Altuve. Yeah. All these guys are kind of, you know, climaxing at the same time, if you think about it. So there's there's some, there's some uh, you know, there's some uh, f- foreshadowing, maybe looking forward at the organization yeah. that maybe they're looking at on who can be the marquee guys past a Bregman, past an Altuve, mm-hmm. and maybe it's Fromber, Javier. Those are two guys that could be at the top end of a rotation, yeah. and that's probably the money they're going to be looking for. But the luxury the Astros have is, is if they're unable to strike a deal now, they can sign these guys to arbitration deals the next two, three years and still have them and then extend them after that. So the opportunity for fans is that you know you're going to have those guys here. They're going to get paid, but they're not going anywhere. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, I think sometimes in these sort of circumstances, we make a little, we, I'd say we as fans, make a little too much of, well, they're up for arbitration, we need to get them signed. And I know that the arbitration process is not a fun one for anyone. Oh, dude, I mean, it sucks. You go, you go in there and they tell you you suck, basically. Here's all the they reasons find why we can't. every way to tell you that. Did you ever go through arbitration, Blummer? No, I completely avoided it, man. I didn't want to go into that room. <laughs> you kidding me? What did, no, what did my people first tell year you arbit- about it? Yeah, my first year of arbitration was was with the Astros, I think, in two thousand two or three, mm-hmm. and uh, my agent called me. He's like, "Hey, they're going to tender you. You know, you got to. We got to give them a number. They're going to give us." And I'm like, "Dude, I go between you and I. Let's find a number. I don't want to go in that room and have them just berate me, because then you have to go play for the team that berated you. <laughs> it's the most bizarre right. situation. It is so weird. You know, what have you ever heard of any stories from people that like were just like, oh, it was the worst ever. I'm sure you. Oh must yeah, have and I've heard. You. I've heard it from guys who are, you know, uh, marginal guys like me who are role players who were just eligible. And then you hear it from, I mean, I've heard it from guys that were like superstars. They're like their first year arbitration. I'm like, bro, I hope I never have to do that again. And (laughs) these guys are all stars after their third, fourth year. Yet they have to go sit there across from a table where they can just absolutely just, you know, nitpick everything. They're like, well, for a stretch during the season, you did not get on. You know, it's just, it's crazy. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, you talk about peripheral, peripheral numbers and expanding the analytics. I mean, they, I mean, they're reaching 
and they're just grinding on you. And it's just, uh, yeah. It, it would be so tempting to be like, yeah, well, you need to lose a little bit of weight there, buddy. You know, just like, <laughs> I was going to say, can we return this favor a little oh, bit? Really? Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't walk really? enough? I didn't walk your left enough? eyebrow maybe is bigger you than need, your right. Maybe you need to walk a little more, son. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that, yeah. that is ruthless. I can't even imagine. Like That's like annual reviews for people. But just, you know, while you're begging for money at the same time, that's, oh, that's terrible. Yeah. That sounds awful. No, I want no part of that. I'm glad you didn't Mm-mm. have to be part of that. Let's change gears just a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about uh, injuries. Um, mm. you know, this kind of came up because we obviously saw this devastating injury to Bill's safety, uh, Damar Hamlin, still in critical condition in a Cincinnati hospital after being hit in the chest and, and going into cardiac arrest. Um, obviously our thoughts are with him and his family. Um, I was stunned when it happened. I was actually, I think I was watching the Rockets game and I was, but I was, you know, looking at Twitter like we all do. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I saw that come across and I, I, I mean, it's, it's awful. Um, and obviously injuries are part of the game. Uh, sports are physical, even non-contact sports, um, are physical, but, how do players deal with these types of things? Like when you see, like, never mind setting, let's set aside the guy almost dying on the field. Dude. When you see somebody horribly injured and you're seeing that happen, it's one of your friends, it's one of your teammates. How do players deal with that? Never mind their own injuries. How do they deal with their teammates' injuries? Yeah. And, you know, the DeMar Hamlin situation strikes a chord with every ex-professional athlete, uh, I think, just because, like you're talking about, if you play the game long enough, we always talk about it, you're going to see something you've never seen before and maybe something you never anticipated. And I think that, you know, there's never the anticipation of of catastrophic injury. There's the anticipation, you know, when you put your body on the line and you're playing at this level, there's the opportunity for injury to happen. But I think when you have something catastrophic and what I mean by catastrophic is something that's going to take you off the field, put you on the injured list and need surgery to repair. You know, that's my idea of catastrophic, not what happened to DeMar Hamlin or what we see in the NFL with some of these concussions. You know, I can't imagine having a car wreck every weekend as a job. And that's basically what the NFL is. And one thing that really jumps to me when these things happen is that that is a human being that is laying there. That is is a human being that needs expert emergency help. And that's what struck me with DeMar Hamlin. And I think that's why it was great they canceled that game. I'm not sure if they'll be able to play it. And I'm not even sure how a teammate even opposing uh, a player is going to try and understand how we're going to go play this game knowing that that happened on a field and that that could be me. And that's always the thought, man, that could have been me. Right. But I've been on the field for, uh, you know, I, I remember, uh, we were talking a little bit off air. I remember we were in Los Angeles and Brian Hunter hit a line drive and back in 0203. Uh, and there were, it was a left-handed Asian pitcher. Can't remember his name, hit him in the head and ricocheted over the behind the catcher, almost to the, all the way to the backstop. And oh. it was one of those things where everything, as soon as contact is made, it, <clears throat> everything immediately stops because you were sitting there going, that should not have happened, and it's bad. Pitcher, you know, crumples to the ground. Even a Brian Hunter, you know, is standing there looking there going, do I run? What do I do? I can't, you know, because your first instinct when you see that is run to their aid. Of course. You know, and try and, you know, make that person better. 
but you play the game, you finish it out, and uh, they get carted off the field. You have the conversations in the clubhouse. Uh, you know, I vividly remember a, a game in Milwaukee where I watched, uh, <clears throat> I went to go tag Jeff Jenkins at third base, and I watched him dislocate and break his ankle about six inches from my face. Oh. That wrecked me. I, I, I heard oh. it, I saw it, I ran away, <laughs> and they, they spent 20 minutes trying to get him off the field. So, you know you're oh. in for it, but you never know how you're going to react <clears throat> until you see it. And it's just, it's it's hard. It's very hard. But as a professional athlete, to a point, to a point, you understand those things are going to happen and you understand the risk. But I think what we saw the other night is is something that I'm not sure many of us can actually comprehend. Right. You know, uh, two things <clears throat> on that. You mentioned the fact that he needed emergency care. I mean, shout out to those doctors I mean, Amen. you want to talk about yeah. just heroes, just heroes, man. I mean, it's amazing to me when you see something like that. What just blows me away is how they're just doing their job. Like, it's not like for us. It's a reaction. It's a, yeah, it's, it's For great. us, it's a miracle. Like, it's a freaking yes. miracle, <laughs> you know. But for them, this is what they were trained to do. They're just like the professional mm -hmm. athletes. And without them... Um, you know, he, he might not have survived. Um, mm -hmm. the fact that they sprung into action within seconds, within seconds yeah. of that happening. I mean, it was just like that. I, that was just incredible to me. I honestly brought tears to my eyes when I thought about it afterwards, how I was more moved by that than I was probably by anything else, by the, the fact that these, these healthcare workers who lay their mm -hmm. lives and their, you know, livelihoods on the line all the time, you know, throughout COVID and, you know, in, in every other circumstance. Absolutely. There they were out there, like, saving this guy's life, literally, um, in a moment when, you know, it's just it's just so impressive to me. Um, uh, it's, it's so, you know, uh, it makes me feel better about my own health and well-being, that yeah. there are people out there like that that exist, you know, mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, even if it's breaking an ankle, like you talked about seeing that, oh, that dislocated ankle. I, ugh, I, I'll still think about Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters when he like completely <laughs> dislocated his ankle mm -hmm. falling off a stage and they held it in place so he could play the rest of the gig. Right. Uh, they, had that's a doctor, yeah. they had a doctor on stage going like this, hold this, like, <laughs> I mean, that's rock and roll right there. But, um, it's just amazing what they do and how they are able yeah. to change everything because of science. It's amazing. No, it's great. It's advancing. And I mean, I know that, uh, you know, playing a violent contact sport like football is, they, mm -hmm. you know, I just read an article that said they had 30 personnel that are trained in CPR and emergency techniques like this. Yeah. And uh, I, I, you know, I do have another podcast. And one of the things we mm -hmm. do at the end of every single podcast Shout that I do over Blums. there. Yeah, bleacher blums. Uh, you know, if you if you're not sick of me completely, but uh, at the end of every podcast, you know, we we thank healthcare workers, and yeah. you know, you always think about oh, it's going to be an ER doctor or somebody that you know helped me in surgery here in my everyday life, you know, yeah. to make sure my back pain goes away, or a nurse yeah. that uh, went went to the next level and 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 got me a warm blanket. No, these people are life life savers. Yes. And in a situation where you don't anticipate life being threatened, they stepped up and did an unbelievable job. And it's just a credit to their profession and their their adherence to learning and becoming better and maintaining that greatness that they, they have the ability to do. 
Yeah, and you know, they, the NFL also requires a level one trauma center uh, in every city where they have games, oh, wow. which, which tells you just how... That's great. Look, you know, Isn't we don't that a harsh realization? Into, we don't want to get into the whole, like you said, a car crash every week. That's that's that, And that's not really an exaggeration. I remember seeing, no. I think Tiki Barber uh, was on like, I don't know, Fallon or, or, you know, Letterman or something. And they were asking him, what was it like to be hit by a linebacker when you're a running back? And he said, you see that brick wall over there? He said, uh, he goes... He goes, run as fast as you can, face first into that brick wall. That's what it feels like. And he said, I'm not really exaggerating. And they talk about how those guys, they take their uniforms off, and they're just, like, covered in bruises. You know, and, of course, I did a story a couple of years ago about um, a former Patriot linebacker um, and his battles with CTE. You know, he, oh, I mean, no. he doesn't know yeah. he has it, but he's had many concussions. And... Um, you know, kind of got to know him, and he's a good dude, but just, you know, these things are terrible, and, and you see it increasingly, and I don't want to get on some soapbox here about the NFL and injuries, but the fact that they do have to have all that personnel around, uh, medical personnel and the level one trauma centers and an ambulance in the stadium, that just tells you how mm-hmm. devastating that sport can be. Um, you know, to the guys who have to perform it. I mean, hats off to the medical professionals. And look, I, no hate to the football players. You know, they're they're doing what you know you're using their God given no. abilities. And uh, but man, it's violent and it's dangerous. And I we saw the results of that the other night. We were talking off air, like you said. The worst I ever saw was the Billy Wagner when he got hit. Yeah, in the head. I saw a video of it. I looked it up. It was Arizona. Uh, it was Ke- Kelly Stinnett. Stinnett. Yeah, who hit it. I remember seeing it live. I was watching it on TV, and it hit off his head. And I remember just seeing his feet come up off the ground. Like, it hit him so mm. hard. It just took him. And I remember just thinking, and they kept it. That was the other thing, though. They kept playing the game. Mm-hmm. Right? The NFL just suspended the game. I think they've just canceled it altogether, <laughs> which is probably the right thing. I mean, they don't have enough time anyway with the playoffs looming. But... um that was the right thing to do, right? I mean, I, how yeah. could you keep playing? Oh man, no that that was one hundred percent the right thing to do. Uh, just just watching the reaction of other players, I oh, and yeah. f- physically being having played on a on a on a, on a professional field, I, I, how do you focus? Right. How do you know? And you know what the 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 sad reality of this is, is we're getting to know DeMar Hamlin better now than we did before the injury, which is probably a shame. And I know Buffalo Bill fans probably knew him greatly, but the more we learn about these guys and it's a shame we learn, it's, you know, it's like, you know, artists, uh, after they pass away, their art is worth more. Why, Why don't we appreciate them now? Why don't we learn more about them now? And the more I learn about DeMar Hamlin, the more I'm like, damn, this guy is a phenomenal human being. Yeah. You know, and the video of him hugging his mom before the game. I mean, it, everything about this is heartbreaking, but it just leads up to like what you're saying. Can't there was no other option? There's oh, no, no way you could have gone out there and played. I agree. You know, I, I would, but imagine if if both teams were asked to go out there and take the field, they might have, you know, just said, "No, we're not going." Uh, you know, there would have been, Damn. what is it, 106 guys would have said, "You know what? We're not going to play. We don't care what you say. We're going. We're not playing." Yeah, and I, I, I couldn't. 100%. I wouldn't blame them one bit. No, I wouldn't blame him either. You're completely right. And, you know, it's funny you say that. You talk about being, you know, uh, the sort of community of athletes and how we don't really, unfortunately, 
as fans, our focus is almost entirely on what players do on the field, right? Mm-hmm. Or on the court or on the ice. Or what they do for uh, my fantasy football team. Right. Or or how much money they get paid, right? I mean, we hear occasional things about their charity. You know, they do toys for drives for kids or whatever mm-hmm. it is, right? Blah, blah, blah. But never setting all that aside, right? Let's set all that aside. In the NFL, your average career is three years. So it's not like, Gosh, you know, think about I that. mean, yeah. it's unbelievable. But so setting all that aside, these are human beings. These are people. They're not some, I mean, I've never understood that. And I do understand some fans getting, you know, they're like, well, they make millions of dollars to go out there. It's like, yeah, but they're still people. It's not like anything's <laughs> changed. They're still flesh and blood. You know, maybe they go out there and good for them. They, they have the talent to go out there and make money and doing something they love. Hey, great. But that doesn't make them immediately right for scrutiny. Um, yeah, and you, you can't can dehumanize them. You yeah. can criticize their play on the field all you want, and that's fair game, right? Yep. They understand oh. that they're out there for that. But you that's the expected I mean, risk when you play, man. Right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, well, you're playing for your job every day. You know that, yeah. right? So, mm-hmm. but it, but you can't going out there and like talking about players not you know being you know you can't talk about them about their humanity. These are still people. And I think we forget that in these circumstances with a guy like Damar Hamlin, you know, I love that his GoFundMe for his toy drive thing, his original goal was $2,500 and they've raised $6 million. It's like, it's so Gosh, good, right? Yeah. Just so good. Because ultimately, you know, I want to believe and I, I try to believe that people are inherently good. And mm-hmm. when you've got something like this that happens, you know, it, it makes you remember that. And I hope sports fans stop for a minute, too. And remember that these guys on the field, they are humans, you know, they have families, they have mothers and children and, you know, spouses and whatever else. And, you know, we saw with Brittany Griner, like there became this Mm -hmm. political debate. Brittany Griner was a political prisoner, right? She had a family. She was in a cell in Russia, right? Like, I feel like we, we dehumanize people too much in sports and we need to back off from that. And hopefully... As bad as this Demar Hamlin situation was, hopefully it'll give people at least a little perspective. Yeah, I hope it does uh, lead to perspective. And I cannot stop refreshing my Twitter feed, <clears throat> just waiting for the tweet that says that Demar is awake. He's yeah, he's same. he's he's on the road to recovery. I'm living for that tweet, by the way. Oh, me too. I was watching. <laughs> yeah. Literally, I flipped on CNN last night before I went to bed, mm. just to see if there was some sort of an update. I know. Like, I mean, that's you know. It's, it's, I think it's captivated a lot of people because we think about what might happen, but we never expect it to. And mm. to have it be so traumatizing and, and I, it's, yeah, it was one of the most devastating things you'll ever see. I hope we don't ever well, have to see it again. Isn't it? But that's probably the craziest thing about it. You talked about perspective, but I mean, this is, this is one of the few times that I, I, I recall in my, in my life history of watching sports where there's actually been an injury to the point where it, it reverberates outside the playing field. Yes. That is a great way to put it, Plummer. I hadn't thought about that, but you're right. It really did. You, know? you see these guys like standing outside of the hospital like wearing Bengals jerseys, Bills jerseys. Like they're, mm-hmm. it's, it's both teams. You know, I'll never forget... After 9-11, right, there was a, the French uh, main newspaper in, in Paris, the main daily newspaper. On the front page of the paper, they had a line that said, today, in, in French, they said, a line that said, today we are all Americans. And I remember thinking, yeah, you, you know, go. stuff like that, you know, 
even France was like, you know, I do not care for the Americans, you know, but <laughs> it's like, but I mean, that's the kind mm-hmm. of thing that happens in tragedy, right? It shouldn't, yes. we shouldn't need tragedy for it. If I'm that's not, the issue, yeah. not to editorialize, but we shouldn't need tragedy to recognize that we're all humans, that we all need, mm-hmm. want to be happy and be loved and all of those things. But yep. if something like this at least even reminds us of it, hey man, all more power to it. It's like the in, in the end of Scrooge, right? Bill Murray's like, we can be a little better. We can take you know, we can take a blank and we can say here. You know, it's like, you know, we can be the people we always wish we were could be, right? It, and it can be something simple too. That's what you gotta remember. Exactly. Just do be good to people, right? I mean, mm-hmm. now now we're all philosophizing, Bloodborne. We've gotten off yeah, baseball. Yeah, this thing's gotten deep, man. I know. We're getting in here deep. Pretty soon we're going to be like, the next time they see us, we'll just be meditating. <laughs> you know, just that's... Um. Yeah, exactly. That'll be it. <laughs> well, Blummer, any final thoughts before we... I mean, we're getting close to arbitration. Look, 85 days to opening day, Blummer. Yeah. Well, I, I, think, I think my final thought or, you know, a recommendation, be ready because it's coming. And it's coming quick. You know, that's one of those things, uh, you know, life comes at you pretty fast. And uh, once you turn that, flip that calendar to a new season, uh, you know, February, you know, Valentine's Day gets here in a hurry. Make sure you get the chocolates, make sure you get the flowers and make sure your spikes are sharpened because that's when you start to report and that's when you start to smell the grass, the dirt, pine tar and things like that. And that's when it starts to get real. So it's happening very quick. Hang with us and we'll uh, enjoy the ride with you. Yeah, I tell you what, I'm I'm trying to get credentials. I'd like to go to spring training this year, at least a little bit. Uh, I'd like to see a little bit of it. Um, I just got a, I got I got part of the spring training schedule Ooh. and um, yeah I'm kind of looking at it going okay those are the dates and I you know my calendar's starting to fill up a little bit so it. I'm kind of excited I love it I love it it's and and I don't have to worry about forgetting Valentine's Day because my wife's birthday is February 12th so oh, look at you so I get them I get them both together it's all good I, I already play it I plan for it I yep, plan that's for a, it I gotta keep it out I gotta keep it I've got five of, women in my house oh my god. Yeah, family, I got, I got a lot of roses being being what, passed out. What is here. your birthday, Blummer? April twenty sixth. So you you still got a little time. You're going to be in the season when yours at when you turn the big five. Oh out. yeah, I'm going to be seasoned. Is there in a the game season. that day? Please tell me there's a game. Oh, that there day. always is. I, I hold on a sec. I, I hope me, there's a game that day because if there is sitting right here on my board, I bet you if April, there's a game that day, it's going to be epic. Oh. Uh, Jeez, I'm in Tampa Bay. Oh no, you're in yeah, maybe the sucks. worst. I'll be on a and, and we're flying home for a day off on the 27th. Oh, well, yeah. at least you get the day off on the 27th. That's good. But Tampa Bay of all places. Yeah, what a of present. All places. The gift that keeps on giving. Oh Tropicana man, down there, Field. down there in the middle of like no man's land where Oof. Tropicana Field is. I mean, it's like at least it'll be a quick flight home. Yeah, that's. Oh yeah, Tampa Bay's like <laughs> two hours. Piece of cake. How about I shift it to a, a shift it to a birthday weekend against the Phillies? I think is who they're playing after that. There you that. go. That's that At should home. be the plan. At home, so you'll be <laughs> home. Perfect. All right. Well, thanks everybody for joining us. We'll be back next week for fresh podcast brought to you by Bet Online. Again, a huge thanks to all our listeners and viewers across the world. You guys are the best. Uh, we appreciate you liking and subscribing, leaving comments. We're so thankful for you guys. We've got lots more to come. Blummer's right. Get ready. 85 days to opening day and even less time before pitchers and catchers report. So get ready. Get them jerseys on. Bury Mm -hmm. me in the H hats. Whatever you got to do, just make it happen. We'll talk to you next time. Go Astros.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.